and Jonathan Joseph comes straight through the middle. Got Mike Brown to beat as the last line of defence, and here goes Joseph. Joseph's going to get over. Yeah. Watson goes on the outside. Oh, Watson goes magnificently on the outside. Hello and welcome to the Bath Rugby Plug, the rugby podcast by the fans for the fans, plugging the boys in blue, black and white. In a jubilant and Christmassy mood, my name is Gabriel and I'm back with my good friend and fellow Bath fan, Tom. Tom, Merry Christmas, mate. Merry Christmas to you. How, uh, how are you getting on? Yeah, well, um, just about recovering from my food coma that I've been in for the last few days. Well, and, I was going to say, if I, um, if I worked at Racing Metro, I think I'd be joining uh, Ben Tamapino yeah. <laughs> on the naughty step, the, uh, the amount of Christmas turkey that, that I've eaten. But um, yeah, and also uh, an early Christmas present in the form of... Uh, a bath, a bath win at long last uh, on the road at the Majeski Stadium. Yeah, dude. fantastic. And we were there. So lots more to come about that victory for the blue, black and white throughout this podcast. Also, we're going to look ahead to the upcoming game against Sale, which is recording on Friday today, is tomorrow on Saturday. A little peel behind the curtain. We're recording this at about half 11 on Friday morning. So we hope that um, at 12 o'clock when Bath release their team news, we'll get a bit of live team reaction um, to that team that Bath select for their game against Sale. But first, Tom, as you say, an early Christmas present for all Bath fans. Um, and we were there as the, at the Majeski. How did you find the, the atmosphere and the general match day experience? Yeah, it was, it was a really good day, actually. I, um, I came away, um, uh, you know, obviously jubilant after the win, but also slightly sad that that's probably the last time um, you know that we'll we'll go to watch rugby at the Majeski Stadium. Mm. Um, though it wasn't by any means full, obviously being a, a football stadium for Reading, um, it was a really good atmosphere. Before there were some Irish bands on before, and mm. I thought the atmosphere um, in the main two stands, which were um, which which were being being filled, I thought the atmosphere was was pretty good actually. Um, you know, it's sort of a very easy stadium to get to as well. So it was it was it was you know it was easy to to make the trip down to. Uh, down to Reading too. <laughs> that is the nicest way to to give a compliment to uh, a ground that is right on the motorway junction, as is this one and some other Premiership grounds as well. But um, I thought it was a good bath turnout as well. Actually, mm, no, exactly. What I said about fifty fifty. I thought in the pre match. I think maybe when we actually got into the ground, there was more London Irish supporters already in the ground, so there probably was more Irish fans, as we say. But yeah, I'm like you. I, I was surprised actually at how much I enjoyed the the general match day experience, having been to other similar grounds. I would say, such as Six Ways and the Rico Arena, grounds that are also situated not really in and around a city. This, the London Irish, the Majeski was far more going on pre-game and post-game, which um, you know wasn't quite Clement Averne, which we had the week before, but it, it was really good and, and great fun and helped, of course, by the performance on the pitch. Yeah, it, it definitely wasn't the, the loudest atmosphere, mm. um, you know, which I think helped the performance as such because we were able to go into it. You know, not quite the the sort of crowd on our back, um, mm. you know, like we had against Clement, and and you know we needed to. Clement was um, a bitterly disappointing and, and poor performance, and there were some strong words in the week. Uh, you know, Jamie Roberts in particular is never uh, shy of some 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 stronger words. Um, he uh, sort of you know made it clear they'd sat down uh, after that Clement game on on the Tuesday and had a real uh, open conversation about what was going wrong and what they needed to. To, you know, essentially to, to reset for the mm. season going forward. This is obviously a, a crucially important period now in the Premiership where we can really define where we where we un- where we end up in the season. Um, and you know, also as we've said, we're able to put the, the European hopes behind us and now fully focus on on the Premiership. And it seems like 
you know, the London performance, the London Irish performance aside, it seems like we're able to do that, and and it was reflected in, um, you know, an uncharacteristically, um, uh, an uncharacteristic performance, particularly in attack. Yeah, it does feel a little bit like the season's kind of restarted again for Bath now we I, I do feel like there was a real emphasis on drawing a line under that disappointing first quarter of the season and now the players and the coaches kind of see this as as the new start to the season helped by by, by guys coming back now mm. and be establishing themselves in that team thinking of guys like Watson Underhill and JJ who all three were were, were absolutely fantastic yeah but Watson in particular we weren't mm. aware um, that that you know he was oh, as close that. as close back to, to fitness as he was, so that was a massive boost. I thought to see him coming back, mm. um, you know, particularly on that on that on that in that wing shirt. But I think Tom Homer um, has has been in good form. We certainly saw that against London Irish, his his old side. So for Watson to come back on the wing, you know, give McConaughey a bit of a rest and also just bring that extra bit of experience and and electricity to to the team in attack. You know, gee. You know, to put this in context, you, you listen to a podcast two, three months back. We have earmarked this game at London Irish as a really important opportunity mm. to, to A, build some confidence um, on the road, um, having not won uh, you know, since really this time last year against Wasps at the, at the Rico Arena. And also and to, the Leicester Tigers yeah, one and Leicester season, Tigers, but yeah, you're sorry. right. But obviously we've spoken about the poor away mm. form. And you know, we've got a very good record against, against London Irish, haven't lost in the last 10 fixtures and since 2012. So I'm sure that the coaching staff and the players were really targeting this as a game to, to certainly to win, but also to, to get the five points as they're able to do. Mm, yeah, fantastic. And I thought what would be quite good, um, because we don't see many tries, is to go through this, this performance, Tom, try by try. Yeah. Um, for, certainly the first half performance and then pick out some individual performances some aspects of the performance that we were uh, particularly pleased with um, and didn't have to start long for the first one um, a penalty earned by Bath on the on and around the halfway line a kick to the corner and then patient phase play by the forwards led to a, a try from, from the big Beno Urbano yeah we, we just showed a lot more composure you know from yeah. the very start I thought we fielded restarts very very well Tom Ellis was particularly prominent mm. in, in that area sort of standing where's that Mercer sort of usually does in that number eight position sort of just in front of the of the 22 and then the exit strategy was was brilliant so Reese Priestland sitting very deep in the pocket and absolutely booming mm. kicks sometimes from from the our own try line to to over their their half way line so he yeah. was striking the ball really really nicely and yeah, that was a point that the BT team picked yeah. up on how that it was it was unusual that we weren't allowing Chudley to, to do the box kicks get into that Caterpillar formation which most teams choose for their exit and instead we were choosing to get blockers in front of Priestland allowing him to, to kick it and he did so really really effectively you're yeah. right and we've seen how many times that we've you know we've cocked up a, a restart or an exit and we just give the opportunity straight back to, uh, to to the opposition so that was really really pleasing to see and then as you say um, you know that, that, that phase play has been a real weapon of ours. I think on a more general point in the London Irish game, we were so evidently the stronger, more mm. physical team. And, um, you know, Beno Urbano, Will Stewart in particular, those two guys, their power really, really came to the fore. Beno Urbano, um, you know, scoring that first try, getting stopped with the pick and go and then having the strength to, um, you know, have a second bite at the cherry and surge forward over the line. Mm. So that was a great try um, and a great start because, again, the other side of that coin. How many times have we seen ourselves get in good positions early on and mm. fail to put to put points on the board? You know, we, we mentioned with the Saracens game, they were able mm. to soak up all mm. that pressure for that first half an hour, 
um, and then counterattacked and, and, and came back to hurt us on the scoreboard. Yeah, I thought what was I what was most pleasing from my point of view about that first try, Tom, was the patience shown by the the, the forwards, but also the the halfback decision makers because. We've seen so many times that we get a penalty advantage when we're close to the line and then we choose to, to fling it out to the backs and ultimately the, 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 because the, the defending team are already under penalty advantage, they can then fly up, give away another offside penalty and, and often when you go to the backs in those situations, it comes of nothing and we take the three points. So I was really pleased that even though we had that advantage, we showed patience there. And that's Chudley and Priestland in the main. We, we saw later on, which we'll come to, London Irish failed to show similar patience mm. when they were on our line. Mm. And I thought that was really good. And as you say, a, a fantastic start. And this fantastic start continued as we got into, to as, as we scored our second try uh, within five, five or six minutes, Tom. Talk us through that one. Well, it was it was really born out of of a defensive pressure. Mm. So again, a very good good restart um, exit from from Reece Priestland. Um, Alun Norris had the had the lineup sort of roughly on the halfway line, and then a couple of huge hits in defence. One particularly in midfield by Sam Underhill mm. drove back the London Irish defence sort of four or five meters. They're sort of all scrambling back um, again, lacking lacking some patience in in terms of recycling the ball. And the ball's flung out and goes to ground. And uh, who do you want there? Sort of any man in world rugby, really, to, to pounce on an opportunity like that. Anthony Watson kicking the ball through and, and showing brilliant pace um, to, 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 to get across the line and slide across uh, the, 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 the Reading turf to, to score that second try in the corner. In the process, Paddy Jackson, who was a fullback for London Irish and, and chasing back, pulled up with a hamstring industry, uh, a hamstring in, <laughs> injury. Sorry. Um, and he then left the field and, and new man um, Stokes, uh, James Stokes, came on to, to, for his debut, um, which he probably won't um, in yeah. hindsight, look back on with much, um, you know, with much pleasure. Yeah, I think we'll come on to the impact of some of those, Lon- those early London Irish injuries to key players. Uh, in a, in, a, in a short while, Tom. But just on that that second try, mm. the the defence was was completely uh, what 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 brought us that try. Um, and Underhill's a, a fantastic defender in those situations. The way he he can line someone up in the midfield, and then his leg drive and power in the tackle to to knock them back. And Roberts as well won a collision in the midfield, which meant that they were on the back foot. And it looked like Bath in attack when they were attacking at that that uh, like, like what Bath have looked previous in this season, just going backwards, going backwards, and then the ball going to ground. And yeah, as you say, Anthony Watson a good test of his knee early on and came through. And Paddy Jackson's hamstring did not come through. Uh, but but twelve nil after five or six minutes I think mm-hmm. it was a fantastic start um, and then our next try uh, coming a little bit later on uh, on the 22nd, on the 22nd minute yeah um, and I think here uh, the injuries it's a good time to talk about those injuries because I think this is key to this try and you know just to put a bit of context on it so both uh, was was ruled out before the game Jackson in in seven, after 7 minutes then Tom Fowley came on for his first premiership appearance then off again after 34 minutes Nick Phipps is on me Ben Meehan the scrum half then has to go back to full back I think they ended up actually with with Cowan in the centers yep. at the end of the game and I think it really showed in, in this try you know I I kick we kicked in behind. I think it was Homer kicked in behind, uh, and and Stokes and, and Curtis Rona. A lack of communication there. There was a huge gap in the backfield. The ball was then recovered by Bath, and a bit more phase play. Um, and Rocco ended up it, on this occasion. We did choose to fling it out wide, and Rocco ended up scoring in the corner. Tom. Yeah, and I think 
you know, the, the, some of the discussion that's come out of this game is was it London Irish with injuries and, and you know playing particularly poorly, or was it Bath turning a bit of a corner this season? Mm. And I, you know, obviously I'm slightly biased, but I would I would I think side towards the the latter. Mm. I think you can you can make a team look very very ordinary as we've. Um, as we've seen, you know, been on the receiving end of, of, of that, if you are ruthless in defence, if you take all your opportunities. And that's that's exactly what, what we did. You know, they were stretched in defence and that allowed Tom Homer to, to kick the ball through and, and, and get into some space. But I think the reason that they were stretched in defence was because we had pace on the ball. Mm. Um, we, we had big runners. You know, I've spoken a little bit about Carrick taking the ball static and then uh, trying to get over the gain line. We had hard runners coming in and, and, and taking the ball on the gain line. You know, we had little cute um, flicks um, out the back to, to Reese Priestland, which allowed, you know, uh, you know Joseph, etc., to to get into some space. And I think Abano and, and Will Stewart are really um, growing into that sort of almost Kyle Sinclair-esque role. Mm. You know, Mako Benapola Yeah, we've, well, see, we've those seen guys. those guys do that for, mm. for England and, and they're starting to do that so much more. You know, obviously running threats, so drawing defenders, but then also have the have the handling skills just to push the ball out of the back and create some space. So I think, yes, London Irish were stretched um, and, and, you know, it wasn't a great moment for um, for James Stokes and, and, and Tom Fowley, but I also would, would credit those guys for, for creating that, that, that space out wide. Yeah, I think you're being slightly kind to Bath and I can see why because it's been pretty difficult to be kind to Bath so far this season but I do think there are an awful lot of terrible London Irish errors in this game. Backfield miscommunications when we're kicking through, terrible drop balls. We speak about that Myler cross kick which led to our, our final try. Just errors dropping the ball. I thought they were really, really poor. And I don't think that's a reflection on how they've performed this season. I was a little bit worried going into the game. We've seen they, they drew away to Bristol with 14 men, beat Wasps on the road. So they're, Hammered Leicester. Yeah, hammered Leicester. So they're not, they've, they've not had a bad season, but I was really, really not disappointed, relieved. But from a London Irish point of view, I would have been extremely disappointed um, with their performance. Well, just, you, just on... Go on. I was just going to say, it's not just the... The, the sort of injuries and the problems sort of with the with the starting match day twenty three, but you know you, you do, you know, they, they have got some big names, big money signings mm. still missing. So Wasaki Naholo was away at the the birth of of his first child. That's why he wasn't in in the side. Sean O'Brien, Sakopi Kepu, um, also unavailable. So these are, these are big names. These are these are big signings that haven't aren't either aren't either playing or haven't been able to establish them themselves themselves in the team. Yeah, yet. well on that point I won't show them too much sympathy. I think Bath have got quite a few of their big names also not and and haven't for 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 a few seasons that's been a problem Bath have suffered just on the attacking shape Tom and the the attacking structure that you spoke about. And and although we scored six tries in the end, seven tries. Seven seven tries was it? Yeah. Um you sure? Yep. Yep, seven seven tries. No no conversions then. Bath Rugby dominant London Irish and seven try epic is the headline on the Bath Rugby website. Thirty eight points. And then it says six tries. Yeah, you must be right. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so we scored six tries. Um, Bath misleading you with a with a post on their website. No oh, surprise. But um, six tries. But I don't think the the attacking shape changed at all from from what we've seen. It's exactly the same shape. It's still that mm. going to the first going to a forward first receiver off nine and then Priestland at the back and you've got the options but the reason it was different the reason it was different they've not they've not changed their structure but it's just so much easier so much more effective when you're winning the collisions on the game line 
and, and, and therefore the Chudleys going forward, they're going forward and the defensive line is retreating backwards and that allows these backs to have much more space. So when you've got that collision dominance and you've got execute your passing, which was so much more accurate this week, and you've got the threat of runners everywhere, each runner is a viable option, mm. the forward and the back, and then guys like Joseph, ball in two hands, make the defender make the decision. That's why it was different. It wasn't some revolutionary new structure no, that Dempsey's put in place. It's exactly the same attacking shape, but just effective, just put into place so much more effectively by strong runners and viable back running options. Yeah, and when you win, you know, we've spoken about being on the front foot and winning collisions, and, and that is definitely the foundation of a, of a strong attacking team. Mm. But it's not the first time that we've, we've won collisions and, and had the edge up front. But I think previously, we've just not been able to convert that into tries. And I think, you know, you hit on one point there, that the handling, how many mm. balls have we seen go down, particularly by the, the front eight guys? How many offloads have we seen where, you know, they're far too speculative or, where, again, where they go to ground or, or out into touch? We were so much more accurate today. And I think, mm. you know, a large part of that is the fact that, you know, we, we do have a lot of class and a lot of experience now out wide, whereas previously we have had some some guys filling in or some some younger, less experienced guys. And I also think that the conditions on the day allowed us to, to do that. You know, we've spoken about the, um, the the bog that has been the wreck. Mm. Uh, we've often played on mm-hmm. uh, on Friday nights in, in, in poorer conditions. And it's no excuse at the top level, but I think just having uh, you know, nice conditions, um, a dry pitch to play on, I think really, really helped us as well. Yeah, I think that, that's actually a really valid point, Tom. And you know, although we we they we were good, and I think they let us look good, and then that breeded a lot of confidence in the players. You know, McNally putting the ball through his legs in 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 the second half, for example. Joseph throwing offloads, everyone throwing offloads. That confidence really grew with those early tries, mm. and that allowed us then to, to to really put London Irish away. Well, and I think we we began to target. You know, James Stokes in, yeah, I think he was mm. struggling positionally. It was obviously his his debut for London Irish, as I mentioned. He hadn't played much with with that that team at all. And we obviously took that opportunity and kicked on again when we mm. had some space. So Rocco de Guni uh, on this instance kicking ahead. Um, and then James Stokes sort of idling back and, and Tom Homer pouncing pouncing on the ball um, and then ultimately showed patience again and composure to to get that that, that bonus point try, Jake. Yeah, the bonus point try come through the, the penalty, the penalty try, try. Yeah, yeah. which is no, no arguments there. I don't think anyone no. <laughs> um, anyone had any arguments there at all. It's sort of a last ditch attempt to uh, uh, to stop what, what would have been a certain try from from Jamie Roberts in the corner. Yeah, no way you're stopping Roberts from 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 those two yards for sure. Yeah, and, and as you say, that kick through from Rocco de Guni identifying that space that, that was left by the, the inexperience in the London Irish backfield. And, yeah, first and, try bonus point in mm, 27 minutes. Yeah, I know. And felt like the first try bonus point for 27 years, to be honest with you. But yeah, <laughs> after 26 minutes, absolutely pinching ourselves at the Majeski. I think the, even the London Irish fans were just shocked about um, this team that had turned up. I didn't yeah. think they were expecting um, this bar team to turn up. It felt like the, the wrong team had come home from Clermont and R23 had left, been left there and we'd brought the likes of Racker and, and Morgan Parra and all these boys back with us. But yeah, a fantastic first 26 minutes um, from the boys. And it got even better with our fifth try in the second half. Um, and this one came from, from uh, our own 22. A fantastic, fantastic try. Um, and I think the identification of space 
I think Reese was actually Reese Priestman was actually in the pocket, ready to clear it, and he's probably got a call then. I think we were actually calling for it in mm. the, in the stands. It was on. It was clearly on. They had two defenders to our three or four attackers, and it's that identification of space from experienced centres like JJ and like Jamie Roberts, which meant we went for it and 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 led to a, a try of the season contender. Absolutely, I think you know you mentioned the the Clermont players there, and I think that home game to. To Clement was the first time this season where we've seen that kind of ambition, mm. and I think you know ultimately it worked to us, will work for us to some extent against Clement. That first half in in particular was probably um, aside from the London Irish game the best we played all season. So I think you know we've obviously continued that, and and and, and the players have been given the license to play um, and to take opportunities where they identify them, and and you know to go in nine phases from our own line mm. ultimately. Uh, to to score in in the uh, uh, who was it who scored in the end um, Chudley Chudley to score absolutely absolutely from a you know a series of offload Jonathan Joseph involved in three offloads mm, within those those four phases sort of basketball stuff uh, from yeah. him and Rocker Aguni to to send Will Will Chudley uh, over the line and it, yeah fantastic try contender certainly for for try of the week if not try of the season for Bath and that sort of uh, couple of minutes should fill every uh, Bath, Bath fans' heart with uh, full of Christmas, uh, Christmas cheer because um, you know we have got the talent to do it. We haven't been able to execute, and we're beginning, albeit against a relatively poor side, to see um, uh, to see us execute on 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 match day. So um, that try in particular, I think above all the others, probably filled me filled me with the with the most confidence going forwards. Yeah, and and JJ was outstanding in the move, as you say, to touch the ball three times. In, in a move you talk about you know one two involvements but three and then three key involvements as well three key offloads which which led to breaks fabulous and he was playing with a lot more confidence a guy like him really is so much better when when he's a got confidence b on the front foot and c playing in conditions which, which suit him and our, our, on on sunday last sunday all three of those the perfect trifecta yeah. for, for jj and he was outstanding for me yeah i think at times you know i, I know he's not but at times he can his body language can make him look slightly disinterested mm. but I think when he's on fire both in attack as we've mentioned but he is such an underrated defensive centre he knows when to come out of the line to shut down an attack but he also knows when to hold back and, and drift and, and help his outside man so he is a fantastic asset to, uh, in, in our squad and um, yeah hopefully Fingers crossed, he can he can stay injury free and firing. Yeah, so fantastic first half. Any other points you wanna you wanna bring up from that first forty minutes? It was just a scrum, really. You know, it's mm, again yeah, not a good no, time to no, talk about nothing the scrum, new. Yeah. Um, Abano and and Stewart and Tom Dunn have been um, have been you know all been contenders for Player of the Season so far, but they're just they were just fantastic yet again, and I think. The Irish front front row really did not want to know. They were they were they were they were massively outmuscled. Um, you know, there, there was nothing really they they can do. They had a good go. They didn't just they weren't just bringing it down on every occasion. But it was just that surge as the ball came in. And when you get that kind of power come through as a as an as an as a hooker going backwards, you just you just haven't got a hope of hooking the ball back. And um, I think a, a couple on a couple of occasions, Carl Dixon. Um, was slightly generous to London Irish and evened it out with with a penalty the other way, but we were utterly dominant in in that area and and have been now on a on a few occasions and and and, and Will Stewart we've spoken a lot about him this season, but Beno Urbano for me in 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 this game showed not only his um, you know his power but also sort of more deft hands in in attack, but just what a dominant scrummager he he mm. is when um, 
you know, when when he's when he's fit and firing. Yeah, I think it's important to note as well that the London Irish scrum isn't something that they've been having problems with all season. You know, only three pens conceded, I think, on their own put in. Um, I think yeah, I think that's right. Only three on their own put in so far this season, and, and I think they conceded three inside thirty minutes on, on Sunday. And yeah, Abano and Stewart. Oh, wow, well, I th- you think your your accountable prediction is looking more and more likely every day. He is absolutely fantastic. Um, just to recap, if you don't know, if you haven't listened to that podcast, Tom's accountable prediction for this season was that Will Stewart would be in the thirty-one man England squad. And I think if he can continue to build on performances like that, then you just can't leave. Yeah, him I out. don't see who would be the third choice ahead of him. I mean. You know, you'd like to go with Sinclair and Williams, but he's got to be he's got to be in with a with a really good shout. And uh, yet again, we'll be losing one of our top players yeah, for for England duty. But I wouldn't begrudge it at all because he would uh, he would certainly deserve it in my eyes. Yeah, he's been absolutely fantastic. Combined with Abano, I think they were were outstanding for me. You know, two of the if not the strongest performers on the day for Bath. Moving into the second half, Tom, a slightly different second half as it turned out. Only the one try. On this occasion, which came from uh, London Irish, who were inches from the line, decided to put Stephen Marley in the pocket, go for a cross kick, and Tom Homer intercepted to go the length of the field to score our sixth try. Um, the only real highlight for, from a Bath point of view, I would say, in that in that in that second half. Yeah, I mean, what a kind of stupid decision that was from mm, from Myler. I mean, it, it wasn't even on, and um, you know, his kick needed a lot more height and. Um, and and sort of distance to 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 give his winger a, ch- a chance there, but Tom Homer, you know, great awareness of of of, of the opportunity, stepped forward and um, a, a great pick up and, and showed outrageous pace. Really, he was you know he was uh, he was he was losing Anthony Watson, let alone the mm. uh, the the London Irish players behind him. So great stuff from him, and he was he was quite phenomenal. He, he looks electric. Um, as he has done for for a lot of this season, but I think again they were to an extent forced into that decision by just frustration at, at being able to breach the defence. You know, they, London Irish came out with a lot more intent, the most intent we saw um, from them in the game in that first ten minutes to the second half, and we ultimately were able to absorb it and and you know push them into making a mistake. And I know it was a it was a poor decision, but it was you know consistently last ditch defence on the line, and um, you know they obviously got. Some strong words from Declan Kidney at half time, um, but ultimately we were able to to absorb that, and we do need to take some confidence from that. I don't think we should be putting all this down to um, to stupidity on on a London Irish front. I think again the 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 defence um, in close quarters was was strong from the boys. Yeah, I think that's panic stations from from London Irish there, and I think a better side would would keep that in, go through two or three more phases, and crash over. You can't defend literally an inch from your line for for very long. So, I would have to disagree with you. I think that try was was purely down to 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 to, to, to brainless play from from an experienced Stephen Myler. Um, but Homer did well to, to 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 read the play, intercept, and as you say, go go the length of the field. Um, any other points that we want to pick out from this 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 second half? Let's let's try and find some some positives and maybe a negative if you can, but I, I'm not sure I can. Uh yeah, a, a couple of bits. I thought something we haven't mentioned that, that we did very well was was our tactical kicking. Mm-hmm. Um, so London Irish, as I say, came out and, and tried to um, uh, you know get some tries on the board to try and you know get them back or in the game or at least sort of within 
within touching distance. But the way we were able to to dominate the second half ultimately and to stop them doing that was a set piece dominance, which mm-hmm. we which we've spoken about a couple of penalties at the scrum and um, very very strong mall defence, which I thought was a, a positive as well in the game, and also the the tactical kicking both from Reese Priestland, who has a several striking the ball very very well, Will Trudley from from the base who sort of um, did that sort of top spin kind of kick from um, mm. from from the ruck, which um, you know when the when the when the pitch is sort of slippery as it was, um, is is an effective weapon. And then Freddie Burns as well, and as he's done all season, I would say kicking kicking well and pinning London Irish back, making it very difficult for them to play in the right areas of the of the field and, and create opportunities. Yeah, I think they're the two points that I pick up. I think it was key in that second half, just not to give Irish even a sniff. And, and to do that, we had to play in the right areas, exploit their uh, deficiencies in the backfield. And I think whilst it was Preston's exiting, which was impressive in the first half, it was Chudley's box kicking in the second half. And I agree, it was, it was, it was really good. But I think that the main positive to take out of that second half was the mall defence, Tom. You, you touched on it there, but it was mightily impressive. There were a couple of occasions where London Irish kicked to the corner um, and weren't able to, to push us over. We weren't competing. Yeah, we weren't um, competing um, and then just pushing them back. I'm thinking one particular example on the 46th minute, I think, when we collapsed. Well, the mall came down and hadn't gone anywhere. Um, and I think that was the, the, the influence of, of Hatley in the scrum and in the mall there really starting to, to, to come through. Yeah, when the mall gets set and is going forward and, you know, there's there's length to the mall. So it's, you know, the ball's towards the back. It's very, very difficult to to stop because, as you say, if you get your hit slightly wrong, the mall can just slide round your, your shoulder and, and sort of go again. Mm. Um, the best time to, to you know, to, to stop a driving mall like that is at source before the mall is properly set is the only time really, if it's well set, that, that you can get through the centre and, and affect a turnover. And, and, you know, that's what we that's what we did on a number of occasions. And, um, yeah, I guess credit to, to, to Luke Charteris and to, and mm. to Hatley and, and, um, and Lily on that as well. And Stuart Hooper. You're gonna, is someone going to give some credit to Stuart Hooper or is that not allowed? As well, a he's not coaching, back? is he? Yeah, <laughs> true, yeah. Um, the only other one other thing I was going to say, and I appreciate we've spent a bit of time on, on this game but I think it, it's worth doing because mm-hmm. um, it's not often we get to talk about a, yeah. a result like this um, was Anthony Watson I thought he was electric in that second half um, you know coming off his wing and, and looking for the ball that as, as first receiver he made a couple of, of line breaks which I, I thought was uh, I thought I thought were very very dangerous indeed um, on the second one came down a little bit um, mm. um, awkwardly and, and was sort of limping away on his other his other knee his, his left knee which um, uh, was was very very concerning. Um, we were keeping a very close eye on on him, G. But Stuart Hooper confirmed that he was okay. As was Jamie Roberts, who who had a bit of a stinger to the shoulder, and Sam Underhill as well. So hoping for um, you know uh, you know a, those guys will be available for for the sale game. Yeah, hopefully we're going to preview that in just a little minute. And the teams, I teams think, are out. teams are out. I will right, well, hold your horses. Uh, don't tell me we can have some live reaction to that. Just to to, to sort of round this game off, then Tom, um, with 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 with. Um, a, a touch on some other individual performances. I think we've mentioned Homer quite a lot more meters in this game than the whole Bath team managed against both in, in our games against both Exeter and Saracens. Helped with ninety meters from the intercept. There is some big news for the sale game, which I will I won't tell you yet. But um, 
obviously not listening to my home analysis. I thought Bayless as well. Important to note that he started seven of the last eight games in all comps. I think we'd really be struggling without him in the back row. And Will Stewart, for me, the best player on the pitch, gave Hobbs Adoe a really tough time, as we've kind of touched on. You know, we spoke about how the Clement players, when we went there, just looked quicker than us. Well, on the day, Stewart just looked stronger than, than everyone else on that pitch. So monumental performance from all three of those guys. I sense you're itching to, to get this team news out, Tom, so 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 let's go for it. So the headline um, uh, return for the sale game is number eight um, and British Norris oh, man, Toby yes. Falasau, who returns he returns to the starting lineup at number eight, and that is that is a massive boost. Again, you know, Hooper's been so coy on this. He's mm. been saying for, for the last month really that he's back in training and that you know he doesn't have any update, but uh, clearly he was being um, you know, keeping his cards very close to his uh, his chest there because yeah, Falatar back into to the starting lineup. Oh, G, so is, I was just um, mentioning Bayless, and as good as Bayless has been, that is cracking yeah. news. That's but, the best Christmas gift I've had. Absolutely, and, and you know, Bayless is sort of guy. He's young. He's he's played a lot lot of rugby. Give him a rest. He's on the bench. Um, but yeah, G, just to um, get your thoughts on the mm-hmm. team. So yeah. um, other than that, well, no, Francois Lowe coming in as well. So Abano, Dunn, Stewart, McNally, Stook. Ellis, Lowe and Falatau. Ellis, Falatau and Lowe in the back yeah, row. Yeah. Oh, fantastic. So, um, uh, Sam Underhill drops out of the 23. Don't know if that's uh, for rest or um, for for injury. It doesn't say on, on the uh, the announcement here on the Bath Rugby website. And then going into the, the back line, looks like we are unchanged. Yes, we are. So, Chudley, Priestland, Perestland, um, in fact, on the on the website. Watson, <laughs> Roberts, Joseph, Rocco de Guni, and then Tom Homer. So, um, yeah, thoughts on that? Yeah, oh, that is fantastic. So the two chain, two men to come in, uh, uh, Francois Lowe and Talupi Faletel. Now that is a Christmas present, if ever there was one. That is great news. Um, surely going to have a big impact. That balance of that back row now looks absolutely perfect. Just looking at it with Tom Ellis at six, Talupe Faletel at eight, and then the scavenger uh, in Francois Lowe at seven. That back row looks perfectly balanced. The back line consistency is really great to see. Um, build on that attacking shape, that attacking structure, and that attacking confidence that we will have um, that we would have had coming out of the the London Irish game, and to see those three front rowers still remaining fit, still remaining as a as a threesome, really really warms my heart. So um, yeah, really really happy with that team, and um, looking now if there's tickets available, if I'm honest. Well, absolutely. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, you know, since Sat Mercer's yeah, been out and injured, we have missed. Um, a different kind of carrier within within the forwards, someone who can who can step and and offload rather than just carrying it straight up yeah. route one. And and we spoke about how Falatau is um, one of the best in the world at doing that. And we're beginning to see more accuracy with our passing. We're beginning to see more more accuracy Whoa. with our offloading. So it is very very exciting um, to to see that man back. And yeah, if you just want to talk for a few seconds, I'll try and get the. I'll try and get the sale team up as well so we can have a chat about that. Yeah, so fantastic. Just sort of looking at sale then, Tom. Oh, you've and, got the team? Uh, no, I don't have the team. I'm just looking at them, the, the sort of uh, the, the 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 research I did before the podcast uh, and this this game over the last year or so has actually produced some absolute stinkers. So six three win for Sale at the end of the last season at the AJ Berlin, maybe the worst game of rugby ever played. And in this fixture last year, we were there actually, and it was a seven all draw in the in also a, a pretty dire fixture. Sale generally are quite inconsistent. I feel 
uh, just looking at their results this season, uh, a blowout win against London Irish away like we've just had, but also losses away to Worcester and at home to Gloucester, um, which is the only home loss in the Prem so far. So I would say that they are um, generally stronger at home. Oh, I think that, 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 that that's a sort of, uh, certainly a, maybe a stereotype thrown at, at teams like Sale and Newcastle who are so a little bit further. they won this season, did you say, at home? Uh, yeah, so they've only, they've only lost once in the Premiership at home so far this season, which was the Gloucester. They, they, I'm sorry, have they won on the road? Yes, yeah, so they thrashed London, London Irish. Irish at, yeah, 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 so cool. they thrashed London Irish away. Um, so yeah, I do think they are stronger at home, but uh, away. Uh, so, so therefore them coming on the road to Bath at home, who are also stronger uh, there. I think that, 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 that could prove to be a pivotal aspect yeah. of the game. Also, the travel down on the Friday night, we often get caught out when we go up there, thinking particularly when we had to go all the way to Newcastle. We had a terrible record there on these Friday night games. So hopefully that can... Oh, it's not even on a Friday night, is it? It's on a Saturday. Ignore that analysis. But yeah, hopefully we can um, we, we, we can build on our, our, our strong record. Have you got the sale team? Yeah, it looks like they are broadly unchanged, actually. Da, 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 da. Yeah, so the pack is the pack is unchanged. So um, Uster Hayes and Van der Merwe, Wilgriff John, um, Bryn Evans, James Phillips, John O'Ross, um, Dan Dupree and Tom Curry. So that's unchanged. And mm. you know that back row battle is uh, mm. is pretty tasty, isn't it? Tom Curry obviously has been an absolute menace um, over the past few seasons, both for Sale and for England. Dan Dupree, the young number eight, um, is is you know. Uh, a top quality operator as well, and then the South Africans that they've that they brought in, so Uster Hayes and Van der Merwe, um, strong lads in in the front row. So that is going to be um, a big game for, um, for 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 the Bath Pack to to front up for. But I think you know we have picked a a very very heavy muscular pack there, um, and I think we'll be we'll be looking despite that strong sale sale pack to to dominate at scrum time and to to stop that line out driver at source as as we've done. Mm. Um, then moving into the back, so um, pretty much unchanged, I think. Um, Hammersley drops out, and Chris Ashton drops to fullback. Um, you know he's had mixed um, success uh, at fullback. Thinking mm. back to that that kick against uh, for Toulon against yeah. Bath uh, a couple of seasons ago. So De Klerk, Rob Dupria ahead of um, um, AJ McGinty, mm-hmm. um, McGuigan, Van Rensburg, Sam James, Solomona, and then Chris Ashton. So. Yeah, it's a strong looking mm. looking cell team. Um I think you would agree where where you know would you look to um exploit those guys in 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 the in in the back line there. Uh, in the back line, I think it's just going to be about us getting it out wide again, getting it out to those outside channels and getting the ball in the hands of, of, of JJ and of, of, of Watson, Rocket Aguni and Homer. Those guys are the threat. I think it's key to get the ball to them. But in order to do that, you've got to earn the right to go wide is a bang cliche, but you do. And therefore, we have to win the collisions up front, like we did against London Irish. That meant that our attacking game looked completely revolutionised, and we've got to do that again. And in order to do that, we need fast ball. And therefore, for me, the battle at the breakdown, the battle of the back rows, is where this game will be won or lost. Curry v Low, that's your battle for me, Tom. Absolutely, I think that's I think that's spot on. You know, Carl Dixon didn't give either side much change in the last mm. game at the breakdown. I can I can't even think of well, I can think of a couple of breakdown penalties but he was um, quite willing to um, you know to, 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 to let them play at the at the breakdown and, and you know allow us quick ball which ultimately helped us um, I hope that that is the same this mm. week because um, you know when it's slowed down it doesn't make for such a good spectacle and also Tom Curry 
um, and John Ross and, and Dan Dupree are specialists in in that area. So it's a massive um, area, you know, both in defence for for Francois Lowe over the ball, but also for the rest of the pack, making sure that the clear out is effective. I've spoken a couple of times this season about us not quite being able to um, have the accuracy or aggression at, at the clear out, um, which is you know either. You know, uh, you know, allowed them to turn the ball over or just slow the ball down. So that clear out is going to be massively important for us with with those kind of guys in in in, in sale shirts. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's the area where the game will be won or lost. As I say, any other matchup that you want to pick out, Tom? Um, well, I guess just in looking in the back line there. I mean, there's a mm. you know, a big old uh, matchup in the in the twelve shirt. Johan van van Rensburg, who um, is an absolute monster and is starting to to look very very dangerous um, in in a sell shirt after in his second season at the club against Jamie Roberts, who when he has played, we've looked more solid in defence. There's no there's no getting away from that. He not only defends his channel well, but um, helps Reese Priestend or or Freddie Burns in that ten shirt as well. So that's going to be hugely important for him to, to step up and, and try and win win the physical battle battle there. Yeah, I think actually on Roberts, we, we probably haven't given him as much credit as maybe he deserves over the last few weeks. A lot of guys on Twitter in particular sort of pointing to his increasingly influential performances. And I think that's both in terms of his actual performance on the pitch and his leadership. I think he's growing into that role. A couple of occasions on Sunday, I noted that he was the one geeing up the boys. Uh, so, so I think that that's key. And yeah, that 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 battle of the 12 to allow then for the, the, the dangerous backs on both sides to, to, to run wild will, will be key. Well, yeah, and Faf de Klerk, you know, mm. the, the way to beat Sale is to keep a cap on him. Yeah. Keep, a, keep a lid on on, on Faf de Klerk and you go you go a long way to, to beating Sale. We need to make sure that he's not giving any, he's not giving an inch of space around the breakdown, that we're on top of him when he sort of goes on those um, sort of uh, sideways runs and, and sort of kicks the ball um, into space. We need to be absolutely on top of him and not not give him not give him any any space at all. Yep, completely agree with that. To clerk the key and also the breakdown, I think is what we, we've gone for. I think that just about wraps up. A quick look at the, the table and, and implications for yep. the table because um, yep. obviously that five-point win from London Irish means that we are up from ninth place um, uh, up to seventh place, so um, three wins from six puts us level with Bristol in third, Sale in fourth, Gloucester in fifth, and Quinns in sixth. So you know all sort of those uh, those pessimists out there, um, you know, calling for for changes and um, and 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 I think it, in my view overreacting um, uh, to, to quite a quite a significant extent. You know when you hear a stat like that, and yeah, we're a couple of points behind for for bonus points but ultimately we've won three out of our six despite having performed poorly in Europe we're now building some momentum we've got our first win on the road for for months and months Um, and we're going into this premiership block now with confidence and ultimately playing fixtures that we can win you know Sale as you said aren't as good on the road we then got Gloucester away that's a tough game, but it's a derby. You know who who knows? Um, <laughs> yeah, and then yeah. and then and then and then Quinns at home, who have had mixed form as well. So that's a game that I think I think we can win. So I think we should be we should be optimistic going into this one. If we can t- turn Sale over um, and other results go our way, then we could move up into into fourth. Um, I think uh, this season, so uh, in the in the table, sorry, so or fourth or fifth at least. So then suddenly the messages become very very different, mm. um, and morale in the camp and and amongst fans becomes very different. And we've got the team to do it. That team pick today, just having a look at it now, it is absolutely outstanding, near full strength uh, for for, for Barca. Yeah, no so excuses. We, we we've got no excuses. We're at home. 
Um, we've got a strong team. We've got boys back fit. Yeah, there are no excuses on Saturday. This is a must-win game. Um, well, it isn't, but it's an important game. And, and yeah, really looking forward to it as Bath head to the Boxing Day sales. <laughs> that just about wraps us up there and we'll end on that terrible pun thank you very much for listening uh, do get in touch with us um, there's so much more social media uh, interaction going on at the moment and we're absolutely loving it so keep that coming um, with all of your thoughts about the blue black and white on Instagram Facebook and on Twitter at Bath Rugby Plug thank you very much for listening enjoy the rugby this weekend hope you've had a fantastic Christmas uh, and we'll be back in the new year um, we, or maybe before we will need to speak about that um, but yeah we'll be back very soon with another podcast so Merry Christmas uh, and enjoy the rugby